Today on episode 436 of I Am Salt Lake Podcast, we are joined by Kirk Benson, the owner of Twist, right in downtown Salt Lake City. We get to talk about how he became the owner of Twist, obstacles he had to face with owning a bar restaurant with the recent coronavirus, everything that comes along with that. We also get to talk about a new dance club that Kirk is going to be opening up here soon. Such a great conversation. We're going to get into that here shortly. Before we do that, though, I want to introduce ourselves. We're the hosts of the show, of the podcast. Thank you for thank you for coming to our podcast. Uh, my name is Chris Hollifield. And my name is Chrissy Hollifield. And if this is your first time listening to this podcast, you might be wondering what it's all about. Well, this show is all about showcasing the awesome people right here in Salt Lake City, Utah. We get to talk to business owners, restaurant owners, breweries, distilleries, comedians, authors, tattoo artists, really anyone that might have a great story to share. I just want to give a big thank you to our sponsors and supporters of this podcast because we could not do it without them, but we couldn't do it without you guys supporting our supporters. So, so many great local businesses uh, like New Tech Specialties, Momentum Electric, Market Source Real Estate, Woodland Advisors. There are so many of you. Thank you so much. Head on over to supportsaltlake.com, check out the complete list, and please support them. All right, here's that conversation that we had with Kirk Benson. Such a great conversation. We learned so much about him and about Twist and about what it would be like to own a bar during this coronavirus. Thank you for listening. Enjoy. I like to always even just find out in the beginning where you grew up, where's home, if Utah is home for you. Yeah, born born and raised here in, uh, in Salt Lake City. I grew up in Sugar House and uh, attended Highland High and I grew up an SOB, a son of a bishop, and uh, you know that uh, now I own a bar. So kind of go figure. Wait, so your dad was a bishop? Yeah, and then he was in the stake presidency, and and a really, really great man. He and I were very, very close before he passed away from cancer. But uh, he's a, he was an amazing man. He accepted everybody for who they were and didn't judge them. And it was I was very blessed. I was just curious if he ever made it into Twist, you know, maybe had a beer with you or something. No, <laughs> I bought it after he after he passed, unfortunately. So, so when when did you become the owner then of Twist? You you mentioned when you bought it before or after he passed. When yeah, when was yeah. that? About uh, it was almost two years ago, and um, so I'm a big uh, fan and season ticket holder and sponsor at uh, Real Salt Lake, and uh, we I had a good friend there by the name of Phil Palmer and. He uh, he and I, after a victory, you know, continued to have a few. You were just like, oh, my gosh, another thing now. You were just like, first of all, in March, now this. What's going to be next? And- that I bought a bar. So here we are. <laughs> no way. Really? <laughs> really. That's, that's amazing. Story. Have you ever owned a bar before? Anything like it? No, I, I owned a part of a nightclub back when, I, you know, 30 years ago, but uh, it was uh, just a short-lived deal. But I've been in the car business for 32 years, so that's what I've been doing most of the time. What was the biggest, like, shocker from changing from cars to alcohol? You know, there there really, there really wasn't much of a shocker because, you know, the car business, you know, any any business that you're – dealing with the public, it's all about people. You know, you got to have the right people in place. You got to have the right processes and you got to make your guests feel like they're worth a million bucks. And, and, uh, that's what I did in the car business and excelled pretty quick. And, and then, uh, I, after I bought the bar, I ended up selling all my dealerships. And so, 
now I have this and a few other companies. So, so are you kind of working at the at Twist full time? Then is that kind of your full time thing then now? No, I, I am right now just because uh, of of what's gone on with COVID and us being shut down and reopening. You know, I wanted to make sure that it, we just did everything the right way, better than anybody else. I mean, we when you come to Twist, we take your temperature. Uh, before we even check your ID. And if you're over 100.3, you're not, not allowed into the bar. That protects the staff, protects the other guests. And and then um, we to check their ID and then we make them sanitize and then we seat them and, and we have all the chair backs, the chair backs six feet apart. So the, the tough part is, is that, you know, there's a $14,000 fine if you don't adhere to the CDC guidelines. And so obviously that's a large chunk of, chunk of money. So I'm there a lot now so that I can make sure that we are adhering to those guidelines and nothing nothing slips through the cracks. Okay, so you mentioned you take temperatures, you do all these things just to get people in the doors, but then you have to make sure people kind of are distanced apart, right? So you have to like kind right. of space everything. I mean, that probably cuts into your profit too. I mean, I'm yeah. sure it cuts into the profit of any business that way that's dependent on how many people get through the door and packing it tight. Right. Substantial difference. I mean, I'm the, the occupancy, occupancy that I can bring in. He's an interest, man. When you're not working at Twist and when you're not doing these other businesses that you have going on, what do you normally put in in the club? So it, it's been tough. You know, we've had limited staff, but I'm trying to, you know, keep as many employees working as, as and giving them as many shifts as I can just to because I know it's a hard time for them more than more than most. You know, these these guys all depend on this for their daily bread and, you know, they depend on their tip money every night. So yeah, it's been tough. We don't let, let anybody go up to the bar, uh, which is, is unusual for, for bars here in, in Utah because they can still be at the bar and six feet apart from the, from the bartender. But my concern is if they get up there and they sneeze or cough or do anything, it's going to hit all the glasses, hit the, the alcohol. And, and it just, it, to me, it's not safe. So we've, We've eliminated that, and then we seat people. We don't let people pick their own seats. We seat them, maximum table size of 10 people. Now, I'm curious, did they tell you, like, how long this is going to go on for? Because I'm curious. That's what I was wondering, because we're all kind of floundering. Like, none of us really know what's going to be happening pretty much tomorrow every day. Yeah. So, do you you have an idea of when things might return to quote-unquote normal as a, from your perspective? I don't I don't have a timeline, but I know when it, when it can happen. And unfortunately, um, you know, I'm a I'm a firm, firm believer in our First Amendment rights. And I'm all about peaceful protest and, and letting our voices be heard. But unfortunately, with a lot of the the rioting and the violence and stuff that's going on and all these groups getting together, we're going to see a spike. And, and we have right now Salt Lake City is one of the only cities that's still in orange. And we've got to go two solid weeks without an increase of people tested positive in order for us to move to yellow. And then we have to go another two solid weeks with no tests going up. And then we can move to green. Now, when we move to green, that's when it'll be normal. So, you know, I, I'm hoping, I'm cautiously optimistic that Salt Lake City's done so well, but we're with some of these bigger groups. I'm afraid we're going to see some more spikes. Without that, I was anticipating being back to green by July, but I don't know if that's going to happen yeah. now. Yeah, I wonder. I mean, I wonder if we're ever going to 
be fully normal or if it's going to be weird to stand too close to somebody or shake somebody's yeah. hand or, or yeah. give somebody a hug, you know, it's, it's, it's been interesting. Well, I've, always, I've always been a germaphobe anyway, so I, I'm a hugger. I know that sounds weird, but I'd rather hug somebody than shake their hand because I don't know if they wash their hands after they took a leak or whatever. So solidarity. You know, I'm, I'm like, I'll give you a hug. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm quite frankly think that uh, even when we go back to green, I think I'm still going to take temperatures for a while and, and I'll let people come in and see where they want. But uh, I think we're, I think this is going to be change a lot of things going, going forward after we're even green. Maybe when you reopen, like when it, you, people can sit where they want, you can like stack the place with mannequins to force them to sit so far <laughs> apart, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, but knowing my bar staff, they'd end up being blow up dolls and then I'd have to. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, you were mentioning riots, the riots that were going on, like especially Saturday. I mean, Saturday was nuts downtown. Did any of that affect you? Because I know you're just right around the corner. Yeah, it, it, it killed my business. We We shut down. I had my security staff walk all the team members to their to their uh, cars, so they got to their cars to, and, and safely. And and it was just sad. We, we since we opened on on May first, we we've been doing better each week, better each week. And Friday, I mean, even with this one third capacity that I've got, that Friday I was about sixty percent of a normal. Friday night, which for a third of the, the occupancy to be able to get 70, 60, 70 percent of the revenue we usually get, I was pumped. And then we have a great Sunday brunch and then Saturdays are always better than Friday. So we're all living large thinking, all right, we're back. And they just think when we get to green. But then we had to shut down and it just was a and I had to pay my security staff to stay at the at the bar all night to make sure that nothing happened to our you know facility and property and everything. And it's just sad. You know, it's just sad. See, and that's what's frustrating about like the riots because it actually is hurting some of the small business downtown, I feel like. And it's right. like, so is, is that really helping? I don't know. I'm not, uh, I'm not an expert in that department, but it seems like it's not helping. I don't know. Not at all. No, it's, it, it just, and that's what makes me feel bad is because, you know, the riot or the, the protests are, are 1 million percent justified right now. Sure. I mean, I, I full on agree the sad part is, is that the people that these that are causing the problems, they're hurting other small business owners, other people like me, or more more than me, they're hurting my employees, you know, that didn't get a punch in, didn't get their tips for a good Saturday night. And, you know, they had nothing to do with this. They had nothing to do with the problem. In fact, we have such a multicultural, you know, atmosphere in, in Twist. I mean, we have every single person any race color whatever their they they preference and sexual orientation it doesn't matter we we cater to them all so you know we are the least you know the furthest out there of being non-prejudiced non-racial and yet everybody had to shut down i want to kind of go back to march just for a second because i haven't really had the opportunity to talk to like really any downtown businesses since like the restaurant and bar scene when they made you shut down in March, did they call you up? Like, what was that? Like, did, do you remember that day? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, it, uh, what happened, you know, when that whole thing started getting pretty big and a nationwide, a big conversation, I actually shut down a couple of days before. Okay. And, um, and, and I just told the staff, I said, look, I don't want to jeopardize you. I don't want to jeopardize any of our guests. I mean, who knows, what's going to happen, but let's, we're just going to go ahead and shut down. I'm going to cover 70% of your pay. 
and just going to ask that maybe you guys come in in groups of five or six, one or two days a week, and we'll just totally douche this club and just pull everything out, just scrub it down, sanitize the shit out of it, and just make it better and and also make them feel like they're doing something for the pay. And then a couple of days later, they said, hey, everybody's got to shut down. We're on total lockdown. And so, you know, we were a little step above. And, and then they started saying, well, you get this PPP money and there's these other options. And it was crazy. I I didn't I applied for the PPP money, the disaster relief money and all this stuff from the state and then from the federal government. I applied for all of it within 48 hours, 72 hours of it being announced. And I only got my PPP money, gosh, uh, probably the end of April. I mean, it was I mean, it was ridiculous. This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Momentum Electric, which you can find online at MomentumElectricSLC.com. Momentum Electric is your local Salt Lake City electrical company with over 10 years of experience from Kevin and his team. At Momentum, you can always trust their employees and the work that they do. I'm going to run down some of the services that they offer. Maybe you want to add some wall outlets. They can do that for you. Maybe you want to change out or add can lighting. Can lighting upstairs, maybe in your basement. They can do that. Maybe you want to change out devices. Momentum Electric can do that for you. Maybe you want to change out your electrical panel and service equipment at your house. Well, they can do that. Hey, did you get yourself a brand new electric vehicle and now you need to install an EV charger and you don't even know where to start? Well, Momentum Electric can help you with that. If it has to do with electrical Chances are Momentum Electric can help you out. Momentum believes in following the National Electric Code and doing the finest work to make your home more beautiful and more efficient. Momentum Electric has fair pricing and they'll never try and sell you on something that you don't need or doesn't work for your situation. They will always listen to your needs and help you solve your issues in the best way possible. Momentum will always treat you with the utmost respect because they want to create a lifelong relationship with you. Their website, MomentumElectricSLC.com, go check it out. Find out more about them. But better yet, if you need to get some work done, just give my buddy Kevin a call. 801-580-2430. That's his direct line. That way he can give you an estimate for your job. Again, the website, MomentumElectricSLC, or give Kevin a call. 801 801- 5802430 and many many thanks to Momentum Electrical for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. What do you think's going to happen to the businesses downtown, man? Like the other restaurants and bars and just our our little community down there. I mean, do you think it's going to have be able to pick up? I I sure hope so. I've I've been very very sad because there's some businesses here, you know, that, that, uh, they're not going to be able to reopen and they just didn't have the financial ability to make it through this. And, and it's heartbreaking, you know, and, and I don't want to mention any names because I'm just hearing it through rumors, but you know, the, the, some of the people that I've been told, I mean, there, there's one bar that is like a, a pillar of bars in downtown Salt Lake that's been here for probably longer than you've been alive. And yet he's not able to make it through. And, you know, there's, there's some other dance clubs that aren't going to come back. And, and the ones that I've heard of, I'm okay with that because I'm building a dance club. So <laughs> we'll, take, we'll take the business and run. So, but it's just sad. I mean, it's, it's a huge, huge expense. 
And, and it's just, and insurance won't pay you anything. I, I talked to my insurance company and I said, Hey, there's gotta be some type of a, you know, disaster relief or some type of clause in, in our insurance policy for loss of income. And they said, no, this is, this is considered an act of God to a certain point. And there's a provision in there to, that, that completely excludes anything like this. This is a government order. This is not like your building got struck by lightning. And so they, I mean, it wasn't even a conversation that they would have with me. That That's, is horrible. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what can people like us do to help, uh, you know, like the bars and the restaurants right now? So, so, you know, we want you guys to keep going. Like, we want to support you. Yeah, you know, and, and I appreciate that question because um, we we have such an outstanding community. You know, I, I'm like you guys. I am born and raised here. I love this place. I love the people. I love everything about this place. And, and when we reopened on May 1st, it was a true sign of the type of people we have here in Utah because – People were coming out and it was, I mean, there was one time uh, and I'm, I'm, I get emotional sometimes. So I apologize if I do, but you know, there's the, 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 I think it was our second group of guests that came into the bar, you know, they, they ordered some food and had some drinks and their, their tab was maybe 50 bucks and they tipped the server $250. I mean, it's just like, that's what we've been seeing more than anything else is these big tips, people coming in, they're like, Hey, you know what, we're just here to support you guys. And I mean, it just warms my heart that people are are doing that. And that's really all we can do at this point. It's, you know, we just got to support each other. We got a good group of bars downtown, like uh, the Green Pig, you know, Bridget that owns the Green Pig. We're good friends. We do a lot of things together and joint things. I mean, the more successful she is, the more successful we'll all be because they'll go have a couple drinks there and then they'll pop over to my bar and so on and so forth. So it's it's this collaborative effort that we all need to put together and say, Hey, and then, and then this, it's sorry to change subjects a little bit, but then, you know, they turn around and they put this week long uh, curfew in place. Well, I, luckily I have, I have some connections with the, with our mayor and I was able to find out that that didn't mean that we had to close. But yet, if you listen to the news, if you listen to everybody's perception, everything was at eight o'clock shut down. So I've been open all week and staying open till midnight, but it's just tough because I got these helicopters flying around. I mean, you feel like you're in a war zone and it's just sad because, you know, people don't know. They think a curfew means they can't go out after eight o'clock, which unfortunately wasn't the case. It it was eight eight o'clock, no more gatherings in public places. Didn't she lift that curfew though? I I think she She lifted it. Yeah. 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 Well, see, and I mean, it even confused me because technically meeting in a public place would be going somewhere, right? Sometimes it, it could be considered going somewhere. Right. Like I'm the right. person that thought that you can't leave the house. Like right. you can't go outside. Right. And I'm sure at that point, what was it like the, when they issued it was Sunday, Monday, and you were just like, oh my gosh, another yeah. thing now. You were just right. like, first of all, in March, now this, what's going to be right. next? Well, and did anything get hurt in the earthquake? I mean, we might as well. What isn't happening? Just keep throwing it at us. You know, <laughs> right? You know, we were fortunate. We, um, you know, I, I have a, a very good friend and, and he, he really helps run all my companies and, and his name is Greg Thigason and he, he was there. We made sure everything was tightened down and it, and we, we lost maybe three or four bottles of alcohol and that was it. We were very, very fortunate. 
let's talk about your food that you have there. Let's uh, do. You, do you have your normal menu now, or is it kind of a special menu? Kind of a limited menu, and it's funny that you said that because here's my nice uh, meal getting ready for me when we get done. Oh wow! So it's, uh, yeah, it's what, uh, is, what is uh, that that you got there? This is a this is a, a Philly cheesesteak, and and I throw the au jus in it uh, on the side, so it's like a French dip. But I got my jalapenos and stuff like that. But you deliver so we have right? a menu because we have to throw every menu away after somebody touches it. So we have to. So we have a, a menu that just has our most popular items on it right now, and and uh, and then you know it was tough when we first opened in May because you know a lot of getting a lot of the product was difficult because of the trucking companies that weren't able to deliver a lot of the stuff. So you know we just limited it down to what we knew we could get and what was most popular on the menu, and and we still have a good variety. Do you do curbside pickup as well? No, you know, we, we never really got into takeout and uh, just because we were we had a very successful business with people coming in. And, and so I didn't want to try to reinvent the wheel. And so I didn't even try to do something that we weren't already doing. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop. The Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop's mission is to make Utah cool one dreadlock at a time while offering a clean, affordable, and professional experience filled with love and understanding. And I can personally vouch for them because earlier this year I went there to get my dreadlocks done and I have been loving it. They offer a clean dreadlock knotting service. Clean dreads are a crochet method that's natural. There's no wax or gross internet neglect methods. And they have been absolutely amazing for me on my dreadlock journey because they're a fabulous resource. You can follow them on social media and gain so much knowledge. They're always willing to help you. They're always willing to answer any questions. They are absolutely the most amazing company, family atmosphere. I love these guys so much. So if you'd like to get in touch with them and get a free consultation or just ask a question, you can text them anytime at 801-824-8298. Include what you're looking for, include your name, and wait for a response. And they'll get back to you as soon as possible. And if you'd like a free consultation with that text, just send them a picture of your hair. You can visit their website at slcdreads.com, follow them on social media, or give them a text, 801-824-8298. Thank you so much to Salt Lake City Dreadlock Shop for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Another question I wanted to make sure to ask, normal hours you mentioned till midnight, so it sounds like you're kind of just open during normal hours right now. So we were closed on Mondays and then um, t- Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, we're open from five until midnight. And then uh, Fridays and Saturdays, we're open from five till 1 a.m. And then Sundays, we have brunch that starts at 11 to three. And then but we're open from 11 till midnight on Sundays. Very cool. What do you do, man, to keep your like, I'm sure you have days that you just want to throw the towel in, man, but you got a smile on your face right now. You look like a happy guy. How do you do it? What do you do? What's your secret? Well, you know, you got to be grateful for what you have. You know, my, I was fortunate with my parents, like I was talking about earlier and they, you know, they did a, they did a great job of always making sure you're grateful for what you have and, and just keep trucking. You know, we have, um, I I have a business in Hawaii where we're a car distributor. And so, you know, that one, Hawaii is just shut down because all the tourists aren't going there. So that's down. I've got those employees there and I've got this other this uh, pizza lab type thing that we make this this very very healthy pizza crust that uh, you know we were just starting up so both of those were less than a year old so you couldn't apply for any funds because you weren't uh, in business for over a year 
But, you know, you just got to roll with it. There's always going to be something out there. There's always going to be some bullshit that somebody, you know, something happens. And, you know, if you dwell on the past, you know, you're just not going to get anywhere. My favorite saying to my kids is if you got one foot in yesterday and one foot in tomorrow, all you're doing is pissing all over today. So, you know, let's not worry about it. Let's just keep trudging forward. I love that. I love that. What's the, tell me about this pizza crust, man. You got to at least tell me a little bit about it. You brought yeah. it up. So we, so I have, um, some, some very dear friends that, uh, uh, he played basketball at university of Utah and then played in the NBA for a while and then did some jazz, uh, some commentating with Utah jazz after he finished his career in Italy. And he married a, a beautiful Italian girl. And anyway, so we were very, very close and they said, Hey, there's, this pizza crust, P-I-N-S-A, pizza crust that they have in Italy that is 83% water, 52, 53% less carbs and 53% less sugar, but it tastes great. And they do so much out in Italy, but so we have an opportunity to get the rights for all of North America. So I'm like, well, this kind of sounds too good to be true. I want to taste this because if anything's healthy, it tastes like shit in my opinion. So <laughs> I, uh, so my friend, my, uh, my, one of my business partners and I flew down to a pizza convention, tasted it. And we're like, Holy cow, this is phenomenal. And, uh, so yeah, so we built down in Pleasant Grove, we built, uh, it's called the pizza lab. And so we make the, the crusts and we, we had everything set up with U.S. foods to distribute it nationwide. We had Harmons all in. We had some some people down in Mexico that were going to be ordering Costco's and Walmart's and stuff. And then this happens. I mean, literally, we were ready to open the doors and get rolling the week before this happened. So that's just all sitting down there, bright and shiny, and waiting for us to get rolling again. Is there a website that I could check this out at or anything? Not yet. Everything's no. brand new. It's uh, I mean, there's if you go and, and look up pizza, P-I-N-S-A, I mean, there's lots of people that have it in the U.S., but they're having it shipped in from frozen from Italy, whereas now mm-hmm. we'll be able to distribute it to them fresh. And so, but there are a few um, businesses around the country that have it. I totally Googled that when you said it. And now all I want to do is eat some. Oh, it I know. It's delicious. <laughs> you, don't, you, don't, you don't sell it at Twist? We are. It'll be on the menu next week. Very cool. Well, uh, I guess yeah. where I'm going next week. Well, that, that's perfect because this this <laughs> uh, this episode will be going up Sunday night. So that's perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Just because we like to find out a little bit uh, about the people we bring on here, Kirk, because a lot of times, you know, people might see you like out and about at Twist and stuff, but they don't really know who you are. And so we like to kind of spotlight who the person is. Like, what are some of your other hobbies and interests, man, when you're not working at Twist and when you're not doing these other businesses that you have going on? What do you like to do? Travel and family. That's, you know, that's pretty much my life. I, I've got a, I've got a beautiful family and, and uh, I'm very, very blessed. And it sounds like you with the beautiful voice I hear, but don't see her face that uh, it sounds, like, <laughs> sounds like you're like me and a good salesman. And, you know, we sold ourselves on, on perfect women. And, and, uh, and so I've been very blessed, you know, my wife and I've been together for uh, about 25 years now. And, and, um, uh, our oldest son is, uh, married and I got a couple of grandkids and, and you know what, I, I could, I could give a shit less about my kids. I just like my grandkids now. So that's what we do. We just hang out with them and I, I'm kidding, of course, but, uh, <laughs> and then I've got another son and, uh, it's 21 and just finishing up at the U and then, uh, I've got two 13 year olds. So I still have kids at home and we, uh, we like to travel. We like to, I'm a huge sports fan. I'm I'm a season ticket holder to about everything you can imagine. The Utes, 
the Jazz, the Real, the 49ers, the Raiders. I've got season tickets to all of them. So we have a lot of fun traveling to and doing different things with sports. When you're uh, when you're at the bar to get a drink, what's your go to drink? Well, I, uh, I I'm a big wine guy and uh and i love i love my wine in fact i bought my house just because of the wine cellar i i walked through and i saw the wine cellar and the view and i said i'm done and my wife goes don't you want to see the the rest of the house i'm like i don't care I, that's all i care about is a view and a wine cellar but uh <laughs> but then but i'm also a, i'm all and then i'm a vodka guy so uh, and i just like i tell people i'm too, i'm sweet enough so i don't need any sweet in there so i just have vodka and ice so that's about it you were mentioning uh, how you're a sports fan and, and you have these season tickets for uh, all the different sports teams. Do you have a memorable uh, sporting event or even concert that you've been to? Boy, there's a ton. You know, of course, uh, the the Jazz when we were in the finals those those couple of years with the the Chicago Bulls, and it's even more fun now that that uh, the final note uh, series is out. Talking with Michael Jordan, but it's you know those were some fun years. Uh, you know, I took my family and. And uh, my buddy Greg that I was telling you about, we went to the Super Bowl and watched the Niners this last year. And, you know, and and even though they lost, it was a great game finally instead of some blowout. And it and, you know, if you're going to lose, lose to Andy Reid, who deserves it. And Patrick Mahomes, that uh, is just one badass guy. So, uh, you know, it was a lot of fun. Very cool. I want to uh, shift direction to Salt Lake City. There's a few uh, standard Salt Lake City questions that we ask on here. You know, we have family and friends that visit the city. They come to town. They come from California or New York, out of town. And then they're like, show me around. What's the Kirk tour? Like, we all kind of have those certain things that we show people, you know, maybe a drive out to the mountains or downtown or the capital. I don't know. What's what's the Kirk tour? Well, there's a couple, um, you know. It's funny. Um, I, I in some of the car dealerships I owned, uh, I had a partner that was from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you know, I've lived here all my life, and and it was funny because as, as some of his people would come out various times, and we'd be doing meetings or what have you. Every one of them went to Antelope Island, and I've never been there. So I just I throw that out only just because it would seem to be the cool thing for these. And every one of them, there was like 30 of them that came out over a five-year period. And every one of them was like, oh, that Antelope Island is awesome. You know, for me, you know, we have so many beautiful things. You know, I had my primary primary residence down in St. George for, for about eight, nine years. And, you know, I love the Red Rocks. I love Moab. I, you know, I, I, the mountains we have are, are just spectacular. But, uh, but the other thing is the lakes, you know, we've got some really, really cool, beautiful lakes. Uh, and it's, just, you know, it's just a, I mean, I could go on and on, but those are probably my top ones. With summer right around the corner, is there anything that you're excited about or is like your summer kind of ruined with everything being canceled? It's going to be a weird <laughs> summer. It is a weird summer. You know, it's, uh, um, we're, honestly, I, I love to work. Uh, I used to be a workaholic. Now I don't work near as much as I used to, but, uh, uh, it's, it, I'm just anxious to get back in business and get these, get the Hawaiian company going again and get the pizza going and get people back into twist. I'm, I think I mentioned I'm building a dance club here at twist a big 9,300 square foot dance club. So we're really focused on the construction of that right now. And it's, it's so that's, and then, you know, I work really hard and then I take my family and we leave for four or five days and get out of town and, and that's my refresher. And then I come back to work. 
Now you mentioned the dance club. Is that going to be actually inside Twist there, or is that off of it? It's right next to it. So, uh, in fact, I'm sitting in in the building next door. So, so right to the east of Twist, there's a shared wall with a, a six story building called uh, the Commercial Club. So we were we have the whole lower lower level, and it's 9,300 square feet, and uh, so it's going to be it's going to be a great dance club. It's it's going to be called Twist and Shout. You'll be able to go back and forth between Twist and Twist and Shout uh, through a, through a little tunnel that goes from the downstairs of Twist into the into the nightclub. So we'll do Wednesday nights will be LGBTQ plus nights. Um, we we do we have a very large LGBTQ plus following, and we're very active with uh, with that community. And they and uh, like for example last year and. I don't know what's going to happen this year because a pride got canceled. But uh, instead of, you know, the typical Utahns that celebrate days of 47, we did gays of 47 and we had a big party and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> and then Wednesday nights will be Latino night. And then uh, Friday and Saturday will be normal dance club, bands, DJs, EDM music, that kind of stuff. So, yeah. I fun. feel like with a with a name like Twist and Shout, you absolutely have to have like a sock hop theme opening. Oh yeah, <laughs> that yeah. would be um. I would totally go in a poodle skirt. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> They're the best. Right. When is that gonna? When is that expected to get finished up? Then you know, great question. We're we're hoping we're hoping in August, uh, and then of course we're trying to time it right for when we go to green. Because until we're green, I can't allow dancing. Um, mm. so that's one of the sad parts is, you know, people, we bring DJs in on the weekend and, you know, people want to get up and dance and they can dance by their tables, but they can't get six feet to another table. They can't dance with other people. So it's, it's, you know, until we get to then there's, there's no point in me even opening, but construction we're thinking, uh, mid August. couple more, uh, Salt Lake city questions here. Kirk, if you could change anything about Salt Lake city pre COVID, what would you change? You know, so being a, being a car dealer for 30 years, I travel all around and would go all over and you'd tell somebody, you know, where are you from? And they, and I say, well, I'm from Salt Lake. You know, there's two questions that come out immediately. How many wives do you have and are you Mormon? And, you know, the perception of, of Salt Lake and Utah in general, but uh, Salt Lake in particular is, is so different than what it actually is. So, you know, part of me thinks I want everybody to know how cool that is. And then the other part of me is like, yeah, I don't think so. I kind of like what we've got here and the people that really know Salt Lake. It's it's cool. We don't want to have it turn into some huge over, you know, overcrowded city. But uh, and we are getting really crowded. But, you know, that's that's uh, the second part would be probably um, probably the liquor laws. I mean, the liquor laws are super tight. Liquor licenses are, are super hard to get. And it's it's uh you know i think we just need to maybe maybe just open up a little bit um just to to be more attractive to to not only our people that live here but we have a lot of tourists that come in here for conventions we're a very big convention city and and it's you know my staff when you have a big convention in here spends 20% of their time explaining our liquor laws <laughs> it's you know this you can do this now don't get me wrong John Huntsman, who hopefully will win for governor again, when he was governor and he was able to change it from having to have a club, you, you had to have a membership to get into it. Believe me, we've come a long way. So I'm not- I remember that. Yeah, I remember those days. Yeah. 
Very cool. What about, uh, do you have a favorite local eating spot? I know you probably eat a lot at Twist and whatnot, but I'm sure there's one or two other favorites that you like around town. Yep. Valters is is a very dear friend. And, you know, the funny part is, is that everybody that goes to Valters probably feels like they're a very good friend because <laughs> of the way he makes you feel. But he, he just runs a spectacular restaurant. The food's always amazing. And uh, and he's just, you know, he's just an amazing guy himself. Um, I like I like good steakhouses. And, you know, I but I but I try to stay away from chains. Ruth Chris does a great job. But, you know, I I always try to support local, you know, and you take somebody that has a, a one-off and, and uh, there's a lot of cool places here. Before, let's see here, before we completely wrap up here, Kirk, was there anything that you were hoping we would talk about that we didn't talk about or anything that you want to promote or anything, get people down to twist? What's the address, social media, anything? I mean, I'm going to open this up to you, buddy. Elevator pitch time. <laughs> I appreciate that. I and you know more than anything, I I, I just got to tell you guys when when you sent me the the message and and I started looking at your stuff, I'm like, how in the hell have I've never seen this guy before? I mean, I apologize because I feel bad because you got a lot of followers, but uh, I just am so appreciative of what you're doing because I I am a billion percent with you. You know, we have a beautiful place, we have beautiful people, and you know what? I think we have the most naturally beautiful people in the world here. You know, they wake up and and don't take a shower and go out for a run. And you're like, man, that's a good looking person. And, and so we're very, very <laughs> blessed, you know, for, for what we have here. And, you know, so I appreciate you guys letting us on here. Of course, you know, Twist is just over here at 32 Exchange Place. I did want to say one thing about our place, though, that's a little unique. We have we have two things that we offer that that not a lot of places have. And that one, we have a very large patio and, you know, we can see more people on our patio than we can on our first floor and in, inside the bar. So it's it, right now is patio season. It's, it's awesome. And, and so we have that, but the second part is, you know, I invite everybody that comes to just walk through the bar because it's an old boiler room. This was Salt Lake city stock exchange. These, these four buildings around twist. And that was the boiler room that heated and powered in 1973. It was put on the national historical building society and it's just a, we've tried to keep it as looking as much like the boiler room as it was back in the in the early 1900s, late 1800s, whenever it was. And, and it's just it's a spectacular, cool place to hang out. Our staff is phenomenal. I mean, there there's very, very, very seldom, maybe one out of, I don't know, 473 trillion that leave our establishment not feeling very welcome and having a good time. Every episode, Chrissy asks a final question. Uh-oh. I do. And so I'm going to let her ask the final question. Kirk, thank you again so much for coming and doing the podcast. I'll send you this link when it, when it uh, is active. It's, this podcast will be going up Sunday night. And uh, I'll let yeah. Chrissy ask her final question. Right on. So, Kirk, if you could leave our listeners with a piece of life advice or a motto that you live by, what would it be? Can I, tell you, can I say two? Sure. <laughs> Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> So the more positive, the better. <laughs> well, I'm a positive guy, as you can tell, and they're both positive. You know, I, I I believe in everybody doing the right thing for the right reason. You know, if you do the right thing for the right reason, then you'll always be happy. And more times than not, you'll be successful. And, you know, that's I'm a firm, firm, firm believer in that. And then the other thing is, is that, you know, it, it, my my saying is go big or go home. 
And, you know, I've gone big a couple of times. I've gone home a few times. But, you know, it's funny. You know, my parents, bless their hearts, they've, they they worked. They had five kids, typical, you know, good Mormon family. And But, you know, we had to work for everything on our own. And, and I had the ability to become successful because I, I had the guts to do it. And, you know, people always say, well, how did you how did you go from this to this to this? You know, I owned my part of my first dealership when I was 29 years old. And, you know, I didn't have any money. I just started selling cars and worked my way up. And but it's just about betting on yourself. You know, people go, what do you invest in? I said, I invest in me. It's the only thing I can control. I can't control the stock market. I can't control the government. can't control all these things that are going on. So put faith in yourself. You know, put faith in yourself. Go big or go home. Thanks again to Kirk Benson for joining us on this episode of the podcast. All the links that we mentioned in this conversation can be found with this episode show notes on our podcast website, which can be found at IamSaltLake.com slash 436. So last week, after I stopped recording, I realized I didn't even share with everybody that I was going to be teaching a podcast class at the University of Utah this fall. Yeah. I am so excited about this. It it's going to be uh, so cool. It's an interesting opportunity. Totally unexpected. Totally unexpected. It is going to be online. I do know that. It's going to be online and in the evenings. And we're going to be starting October into November, but I will let, I'll let everybody know because I would love you to be in my class. Yeah. I mean, they couldn't have picked a better teacher. It's it's going to be good. It's it going is. to be beginning podcasting. I'm going to help you get your podcast. Uh, excuse me. I am going to help you get your podcast off the ground and get it launched the right way. Uh, but let's get into our weekly yeah. recommendations, our quarantine edition, because Chrissy and I, we're still kind of hanging out here <laughs> at the house. We're not... We're, we're not, looking around at things like, what do we, what do we do while we're here? Yeah. Well, you know, look what did around, we do this week? <laughs> watch a lot of movies, listen to a lot of podcasts. That's right. And Chrissy likes to, well, I'll let have, you. Have a few drinks alongside that. I mean, when life hands you a quarantine and riots, there's always <laughs> tequila, right? So I would like to personally uh, suggest that when you're having a bad day, Get a little pick me up with a little shot of tequila. Get yourself going. You know, I, not all day, but you know, there was a time I couldn't handle tequila. I just oh, did really? not like it. It was like on the bottom of the barrel. Now it's not uncommon for me to get a shot of tequila at the bar. Yeah, it's you know, it's technically a probiotic if you have one shot before you eat and one shot after you eat, and that is science. I wish my stomach yeah. agree, it would say the same thing though. Yeah, I, you know, it's. Uh, It looks like Lucy has something she wants to recommend. <laughs> Lucy, what are you recommending today? Bi- a bite? <laughs> the joys. The... L- Lucy would like to recommend Pocoyo on Netflix. I don't know if you guys could hear Lucy in the background there on the microphone. Uh, the joys of doing a podcast with a two-year-old though, right? Right. And I will leave you to yours. My weekly recommendation. I know we're all stuck inside. We're watching a lot of Netflix right now. We're, we're streaming a lot of content. Uh, We're watching stuff on YouTube, listening to podcasts. So my weekly recommendation is Ozark. I guess season three just finally came out on Netflix. I haven't even watched it yet. So I'm starting back at uh, season one, but it is a fantastic show. If you haven't watched it yet, go check it out. And before we leave, we want to remind you our entire back catalog of podcast episodes are at IamSaltLake.com. This is the hub of this podcast. So head on over there, check them out. And be sure to share any of your favorite episodes with your family and friends on your favorite social media, or you can share it in the office. And uh, everybody have a great week. I hope you have a great week out there and get out and enjoy some of the city. Uh, Support local, especially right now. And we'll see you on the next episode of I Am Salt Lake Podcast. And good night, Grammy. 